If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Hey, before we get started today, I want to remind you that if you want more out of your life, there is another way. Whether you're lacking momentum in your business, you don't have a supportive environment, or you're tired of not living in your gifts and finally want to live a life that excites you, we can help. All you have to do is get on a call with somebody on my team that's going to rock your world by going to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call, we are there to help you rock your money and your life. So what are you waiting for? Go to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call and let's get started today. My next guest is Mark Podolsky and he is the land geek guy. This gentleman has a very, very interesting lifestyle where he has two days a week that he takes off to live the life that you would want to live if you knew you only had a day left, which is super cool as a lifestyle. And how did he get there? Well, he has uniquely carved out a niche that you might want to consider yourself, which is purchasing raw land and then selling it quite rapidly, but keeping a certain payment that keeps on coming into him over a series of months and allows him to become financially free. And that is where his monthly fixed expenses are covered by these payments that come from the land deals. You're going to learn about that on today's call. You're going to learn a lot more from his beautiful mind as he is an avid reader and consumer of amazing content. Please welcome to today's podcast, Mark Podolsky. Rock Thomas, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me. So, you know, we talk a lot about people that have gone from, you know, maybe not exactly where they wanted to do, living through their dream or hoping to get their dream and all of the obstacles that come along the way a lot of them being labels that have been suggested to them by other people, maybe their parents or their, their, their surrounding environment. So let's talk a little bit about how you maybe graduated yourself through some of the uh, disempowering labels as you grow up. So tell us a little bit the story as to how you got where you are today. Sure, sure. So, you know, I'm a professional land investor and I've done over 5,200 land deals and I'm known as the land geek. And as I was building my, my business frontier properties, I had this sort of, you know, kind of label or, or programming for my parents that people who were successful did these things. And so I did these things. So I basically, the more money I made, the more money I spent trying to look successful. So I had a Toyota Camry, perfectly good shape, had to upgrade that, I got a Lexus. I'm not even a car guy, Rock. Right. Um, I had a really nice house in North Scottsdale, not nice enough. I had to move to an area that's called Paradise Valley where we live and uh, get like this 4,500 square foot home that was just ridiculous. And then certainly, my children being in public school, not good enough, private school. And then my wife didn't work, but of course, 
because I was making all this money, I thought, well, she'll be happier if we have a nanny. And if we have somebody clean the house, big house, five days a week. And so I started building up all this personal overhead, thinking that, oh, all this is going to make me feel successful and make me look successful and be happy. And honestly, the inverse was true. My wife and I started arguing more about money. I was more disconnected. Uh, this, that, there's that, that underlying feeling of it just nothing was enough. And 2008 rolled around and it forced me to really re-examine these programmed values of what I considered success and taking this ego hit, having to short sell the house, move to a sm way smaller house, 1700 square foot house, fire the staff, tell my kids, hey, I'm sorry, I know you've got good friends at these schools, you've got to go to this school now, and unwind all that, and then suddenly realize, oh my gosh, instead of going out to a big steak dinner on a, on a Wednesday night, I can play charades with my kids and have more fun. And realizing that what I wish my parents had really inculcated was the fact that relationships and the quality of relationships and meaningful relationships are ultimately true success and will ultimately make you happy along with, you know, a, a few other things like a purpose bigger than yourself and, um, and just some other, you know, definitely things that had nothing to do with the external world. So, so how do you now look at your life and go, okay, I went through that roller coaster ride and I went to the, you know, what, what people do. I did the same thing as I bought the second house. I got the boat, I got a motorcycle, I got a drum set and accumulated all these things thinking they were going to add to the joy of my life. They did the opposite. They just created more overhead. And then you realize that it's some of the simple things that make a difference. And a big part of that is helping other people not make the same mistakes you made. So what have you done now? What you've kind of gotten to the other side, how is your identity around your values? Yeah. So my values are, like you said, I, I really want to help other people. And I think having that purpose of helping other people get rid of what I call solo economic dependency fuels me, which means if you're not working, you're not making any money. And then having this purpose bigger than myself, helping other people makes me happier. Now it's not an easier life. It's certainly not easy, but it's more joyful. And then from there, just always having the, the quality of relationships lead, you know, well, how is my relationship with my wife, my children, my friends? Am I putting the time in for that? Am I taking care of myself on a day-to-day -day basis? So I'm a, a long-term meditator. I meditate every morning. Um, I exercise every day. Uh, I try to get you know, a good night's sleep. I try to eat really cleanly so that I have the energy and I have this, this tranquility of mind to go out and try to make as big a difference as I possibly can in the world and, and make, you know, the, the little impact I can make, uh, which, which, you know, essentially brings more meaning to my life. So how do you do that? How do you go about helping these people? Cause if you're the land guy, 
Are you helping people get into land? Do you believe that that's the key to getting out of the rat race? I do. I think that whether it's land or any entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial venture, I think that having true freedom and wealth means that, you know, when you wake up on Monday, you don't have to be anywhere. So time wealth, being able to work when you want, where you want, with whom you want. I just think that my model really lends itself to that because I've done it. We've had hundreds of our clients become, you know, not just solve their money problem, but solve their time problem. So oftentimes when people get into real estate, you find that they've created another job for themselves. But the way that we have this system and this process and this sort of geeky methodology of investing in raw land, it's a one-time sale and then you get passive income every single month without renters, rehabs, renovations, or rodents. <laughs> the four R's. Mm -hmm. Okay, so do you teach people how to do it? Uh, do you partner with them? What's the methodology? Yeah, so we, we teach people how to do it. And I also have a book, Dirt Rich, that introduces people to the concept as well. And then we have live events. Uh, we have a quarterly boot camp, and we have this community. And so it's, for me, it's amazing to watch a bunch of strangers on Friday bond together and have these really close friendships. And, and they come out of there with accountability partners on Sunday. And you do this in Phoenix? I do this in Phoenix, Vegas, San Antonio, and this year, Atlanta. So we, every 90 days, we, we run a, uh, a boot camp. And it circulates clients. between those four locations? It does. Okay, super cool. And have you found that purchasing of land is something that happens, um, like if somebody lives in a certain area, are they purchasing land primarily where they are, or are they looking throughout the country? So the people that, that invest in our, in our raw land are all throughout the country. Um, I've got land in Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico, California, Florida, Washington, Oregon, um, Colorado. But you'll, you'll find that it's not just locals that are buying that raw land. And so when we teach people our, our model, we tell them, hey, you don't need to just buy in your backyard. Uh, this model scales, you can buy anywhere. In fact, I can't remember the last time I actually personally went out and looked at a piece of property. Okay. So you're buying sight, sight unseen and how's a piece of land cash flowing if there's no, if there's no asset on it? Yeah. So, so let me walk you through the model and, you know, okay. and you can really get a, a bird's eye view. So rock you're, you're in Phoenix, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to assume that you own a 20 acre parcel in Texas and you owe $200 in back taxes on that parcel. So when I get the list from the county treasurer and I see, oh, there's Rock Thomas and you owe $200 in back taxes and you live in Phoenix, you're advertising two things to me. Number one, you have no emotional attachment to that raw land. You live in Phoenix, it's in Texas. And number two, you're distressed financially in some way because when we don't pay for things, we don't value them in the same way. And you haven't paid your property taxes. As a result, the county treasurer is monthly sending you these notices, Rock, if you don't pay your property taxes, 
you're eventually going to lose it to a tax deed or a tax lien investor. So what I'll do is I'll look at the comparable sales on that 20 acre parcel for the last 12 to 18 months. And I'm going to take the lowest comp. Let's say it's $10,000. And all I'm going to do is divide by four. And that's going to get me what Warren Buffett would call a 300% margin of safety. So I'm going to send you an actual offer of $2,500 for your 20 acre parcel. Now, for you, $2,500 is better than nothing. So you accept it. Now, in reality, three to 5% of people accept my quote unquote top dollar offer, but you accept it. And I go through due diligence or in-depth research. I confirm you still own the property. Back taxes are only $200. There's no breaks in the chain of title. There's no liens or encumbrances. And for this deal, I'm going to outsource my due diligence to my team in the Philippines and pay $11 for it. They're connected to an American title company. Now, if it was over $5,000, I would actually close through title, still using my team as well. So then I buy the property from you for $2,500. And then Rock, I'm going to sell this property 30 days or less and make a cash flow. And I have a built-in best buyer for that parcel. Do you know who it is? No idea. The neighbors. The ah. neighbors. I'm going to send out neighbor letters saying, hey, here's your opportunity. Expand your holdings, protect your privacy, protect your views, know your neighbor. And oftentimes the neighbors will acquire that property. Now, if they pass, I'll go to my buyer's list. Then I'll go to Craigslist, Facebook. I'll go to uh, landmoto.com, landsofamerica.com, landandfarm.com, the lands. And these are platforms that just every day people are buying and selling raw land. I might go to Zillow, um, let go. But either way, I'm going to make it irresistible. I'm making a car payment. So I'm going to ask for a $2,500 down payment. So I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to try to get my money out on the down, or I might go out six months. And then I'll just make it a car payment. Let's say $449 a month, 9% interest over the next 84 months. And so then I get $449 a month for the next 84 months. I don't have to deal with any renters, rehabs, renovations, or rodents. And because I'm not dealing with a tenant, I'm exempt from any onerous real estate legislation like Dodd-Frank, RESPA, or the SAFE Act. And then Rock, the game that we play is can we create enough of these land notes where our passive income exceeds our fixed expenses? And then we're working because we want to, not because we have to. And the best part of this is that 90% of this business is automated with software. So one would, would be tempted to say, okay, great. If that's the case, then why not scale the heck out of it and just be sending out thousands and thousands of these letters and eventually the numbers won't lie? Well, because at some point you can't do due diligence that quickly if you're okay. flooded with too, with too much uh, deal flow. And then, so that, that's, that's the, the, the other part. Um, and then certainly... If you want investors, if you want to have a fund, at some point, you, you're going to need additional capital for that. Right. And that's a way more sophisticated sort of model to do. Okay. You could certainly do it. You could, you could you know, have a, a big due diligence team and do that. But at what point, how much is enough? So right. I, I think that's the, the, the game that we like to play. So I always tell people, if you want to be a billionaire, this is not the model to go into, but it's certainly a, 
uh, a gateway drug to going into say bigger projects like multifamily. So basically it's a little kind of pocket of inequity that a lot of people aren't going to be playing in, but there's a need because somebody bought a piece of land. They had a change of heart. They're not going to develop on it. It's just hanging out. You come along, give them an easy out, and then you provide for the neighbors a way for them to maybe be in the mood for an expansion or protection or more privacy. And then you just keep on kind of filling in those holes. Is, did I get that about right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's no big money in this group. There's in, in this niche, private equity, no hedge funds. And it's the least right. sexy real estate niche ever. I mean, if, you know, the DIY network or HCT called me and said, hey, we want to do a show called Flip This Land. The before picture is raw land. The after picture <laughs> is raw land. So it's, it's not real, uh, real, it's not real sexy. Yeah. No, it's not sexy at all. You could have a, a printout of your bank account that says no monthly installments and then four forty nine dollars a month coming in. That's about it. That's about it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's really cool. So you, you're doing that now and therefore you work when you want and how much of your joy comes from teaching other people how to do this then? Oh, it's, it's all of it. I mean, nobody ever said to me, Hey Mark, that, that raw land purchase I made from you changed my life. <laughs> I mean, they liked it and yeah. it, it benefited my family, but teaching other people how to do this and getting so much gratitude has, that has been the, the greatest professional joy I've ever experienced where you know, I've had clients tell me, Hey, I'm spending 75% more time with my children now than right. I did. I, I just retired my spouse. I just was able to quit my job. I'm working from home with my spouse. Um, you know, I'm, I, I just had a client, Roberto Chavez. He's a lawyer. He got to 15,000 a month in passive and he just voxed me, which is like this walkie talkie app and said, Hey Mark, I'm, I went from five days a week at the law firm to three days a week. One day I'm spending for myself and the other day I'm helping my father who's in his seventies on his ranch. I mean, to me, that's just, it's, it's an incredible gift to be able to do that. Yeah. That's really awesome. Very cool. When's your next event? Next event is January 10th in San Antonio. San Antonio. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I think it's something that a lot of people that want to get out of the rat race. And I talk to a lot of people that want to get out of the rat race could certainly consider because you've got to be able to do something that is not um, capital heavy for most people. And it sounds like this is something that would not be, and you could start to create some little bit of cash flow. So I like the idea. I'm certainly going to um, promote you to, to my tribe and, uh, and encourage them to go to your event how else can they follow you, be in touch with you? What's the best way? Well, I think, you know, I have a, a course, Rock, that's a, it's a $97 course. It's a starter course called the Passive Income Launch Kit. It would be great to give your listeners that course for free. And so if they just go to the landgeek.com forward slash launch kit, they could really see if this model resonates with them or not. Otherwise, a great place to just start is just the landgeek.com blendgeek.com forward slash launch kit and they could get your $97 passive income online course for free and they can check out and see if it resonates with them and makes sense. Absolutely. That's amazing. That's awesome. I really appreciate that. So yeah. 
how much time would you say you spend um, with your family versus working these days? What's, what's a good balance for you? So Mondays and Fridays are my terminal days. So I pretend if these are my last days on earth, how would I want to spend my days? So I don't take any calls those days. I, I, if I work, it's, it's really more just personal development. I might read, I might hike, bike, but oftentimes it's just spending time with my family on, on Mondays and Fridays. Um, Tuesday, I have my podcast, which you're on, the Art of Passive Income podcast. And that's my day to just uh, work on the podcast and, and do my interviews. Wednesdays are my team meetings and Thursdays are client meetings. So really in Frontier Properties, I'm working about two hours a week. And in Land Geek, um, you know, I work about four to eight hours uh, a week on average. So most of my time is spent doing what any good CEO would do. It's, it's thinking and, um, and, you know, thinking about where can we grow and strategy and, and team building and, and making my team crazy. God forbid my team gets a call from me after I've had a cup of coffee because they know I'm going to break something in the business. Like, Hey, can we try this? Can we do this? <laughs> well, I like your really laid back approach to this. And I have to say that um, <clears throat> a lot of people attempt to have a day or two a week where they can really just do what they truly value. But it seems like in most cases, people I talk to that, that, that temptation, you know, it leaks and eventually they're back to being overwhelmed. So I love the model that you have. Are there any favorite books or anything that you're reading right now? Oh my gosh, I'm a huge reader. Okay, so where do you want to start? Wherever you um, want, whatever pops up in your mind. All right, let me just go to my, my list here. So right now, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Audible fan. So the way I like to read is I like to listen and on 2x speed and then read the actual book. So I'm just immersed in the book. Yes. Right now, I am loving. You probably saw the movie The Martian, with. Uh, yes. Uh, who's that? Oh my gosh! I'm having a, yeah, the guy from Matt Damon. In, yeah, Matt Damon. Yeah. Matt Damon. So the book is amazing, uh, and even as I, I kind of look at it like, this is such a great sort of analogy for life because all this guy is doing all day long is solving problems to keep himself alive. And even though it's not as dramatic for us as this, what he has to go through, this is what we do all day is we have to solve these problems and having a good, just his attitude about it is, it's amazing. He doesn't resent it. I mean, he feels tired and he feels, you know, angry at times when things don't go well, but he just keeps going on. And it's, it, it, I really love uh, the Marsh right now. I just finished talking to strangers with Malcolm Gladwell. Yes. Uh, that was really an interesting book. And just, and I, just the whole idea of we don't know and humility. Um, I really enjoyed Solve for Happy by Mo Gaudat. Uh, he's a Google engineer. That was really great. Um, Skin in the Game by Nassim Nicholas Taleb is fantastic he's he's very full of himself and you can you can you know feel it in the book but if you can get out of, over that uh, i recommend that uh, i just finished indistractable by near ayal uh that's great especially for those people that feel like they are constantly being distracted 
Right. Um, which today I, th- I think it's hard. Like rock, are you distracted? I think, I think it's temp- it's tempting to be distracted all the time. I think it's become, you know, people say the ADD, but we've almost been trained that way. I think with our phones always being attached to something we've become, we've become Pavlov's dogs in many ways to the beeps around us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, I think your listeners would love the second mountain by David Brooks. So the first mountain that we all kind of climb is achievement and ego driven accomplishing these goals. But the second mountain we climb is more purpose driven. And it's, I really enjoyed that book. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, you know, I want to thank you very much for popping by and sharing your wisdom with us and for our listeners. I think it's um, a nice little snapshot at a niche that most people don't know about and a lifestyle that a lot of people, I think, would love to believe they could experience. And you're a shining example of somebody that's done it and you're spending time reading really cool stuff and continuing to grow yourself. So thank you for being part of uh, our our, our I Am movement. And how would you describe yourself today in a few words? I am. I am dead set on being a good ancestor. Cool. I like it. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, you know, I, I like, you know, how am I going to be remembered? I want to be a good ancestor. I want to, yes. you know, like what we kind of talked about in the beginning of the podcast, like what are the values I really want to instill in my children? Right. What, what are those you know, am, am I aware of any labels that I'm, I'm giving them any sort of false identity they have to live up to? And um, hopefully I can break that, that cycle. Have you read the book Mindset yet by Carol Dweck? I haven't, but I could reread it. I, I really love that book, uh, The Fixed Versus Growth Mindset. And the one um, thing that, that yeah. surprised me on that was that we can actually hurt our children by giving them labels that we think are good. Like, oh my God, you're so talented. Oh, you're such a, such a smart person. And she points out that in some cases, like, oh, you're so smart. You didn't even have to study for that exam. Wow. Now, what are you actually telling the child that if the child needs to study to perform well on a future exam, they must be stupid. Oh yeah. I mean, we're, we're so effort-based in this house. I never yes. tell my kids they're smart and they're, they actually try to label themselves because they'll say, Oh, my friends are smart or the grandparents will say, you're so smart. And I say, well, that's not really the case. Right. You're, you're, you've, you've got some talent, but everyone's got some talent. I think what separates you because my, my, uh, my kids do pretty well in school. I, I'll say, look, you know, what separates you is your effort. Like you work really hard. And if you worked, you know, like I had a, like my, my son's a freshman in college right now and he's sort of struggling on, on one a class. I said, look, if you're studying eight hours a day for this class and this is your best and you get a C, be proud of that C. You worked really hard for that C. Like, that's great. I'll be proud of it. But you know what I know. If you didn't do your best, then learn from it. And you know, it's a, it's a transition, but it's all about, it's about all about effort. And, you know, you can look at people like LeBron James and say, Oh, you know, he's, he's built that way, or he's given all that talent. That guy works so hard. He works harder than anybody or, 
yeah, it's just all effort. the time. Yeah, you're right, hundred percent right. All the top people do. When you dig down behind the scenes, you find out that they pay the pri price of practice in private to perform in public like a pro. And what people don't get also is that when they're up there, they have other stresses, like they have media, publicity. They're under a magnifying glass. They've got people that are, you know, judging them for their endorsement deals, and they've got to sit down with contracts, and they've got to manage all of those stresses and options and choices that people don't really talk about. So yes, they're first world problems. I agree. A lot of problems people say they would like to have, but it's a different skill set to be able to manage all of those expectations, et cetera. We talk a lot about, you know, it's one thing to get to the top of the mountain. It's another thing to stay there because now people have these expectations that LeBron's got to make the block, the dunk at the critical time. And if he doesn't, then who is he? How will that be? So there's a different set of stresses for people that get there. But I, I love the fact that you get that, that it all comes down to effort. And I think as a society, let me remind everybody that, you know, encourage people around you for the effort they put in. It's the one thing that's measurable. The results, like a harvest, will come when they come. So, Mark, thanks so much for being with us. Let me remind the listeners that the words that follow, I am, follow you. So describe yourself with intent and maybe as in the second mountain with a purpose-driven intent for yourself and look forward to maybe modeling some of the things that Mark has talked about today as far as lifestyle is concerned. I think it's super cool. And um, you'll get all in all the show notes ways that you can get in touch with Mark if you have an interest in learning from the niche that he's created and is prospering from. Thank you so much for being on the call today, Mark. Rock Thomas, thank you so much for having me. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.